We're back on the DWS News Hour. We visit with Brad Eukin from the Champaign County Farm Bureau. We talk about once a month with what's going on in the world of agriculture. Good to see you, sir. I'm surprised you're not uh, all muddy because that's what farmers are this time of year, right? It is definitely a little wet out there these t- this time of year. There's no question about it. And uh, and it's been a welcome to get some of that rain. We have been dry uh, as we look at, if you go all the way back to August uh, through basically now, we've been really dry until we kind of got that, what was it, an inch and a half, two inches of rain a week or so ago. Uh, that really helped in getting the, the, the subsurface, which would be the upper layer of the soil, uh, that moisture built back up. And, and then it's getting down to that subsurface the next layer uh, down below, getting it dry. Where really the roots are going to go for those plants. Also, our tree roots are at, things like that. Well, with the way our baseball season is scheduled right now, I, I'm fine if Greg can cook up rain Monday through Thursday and keep it dry Friday through Sunday. Hey, it's maybe 70 degrees on Saturday, let's, so it should be a great day at the ballpark. Let's do it. Uh, let me ask you this. How committed and when do farmers commit? Maybe that's my question. When do you commit to what you're planting and where you're planting it? Yeah. Uh, so so we'll, t- we'll take a step back. We'll take the bigger picture, and then we'll talk about the commitment. Uh, really, uh, the bigger picture is is that it starts off with uh, soil moisture and, and temperature level of the soil. A lot of times, if you watch the, the, the news of an evening, they'll give you, during the weather, sometimes they'll give you a four-inch temperature, soil temperature level. Really what farmers are doing is looking at what that temperature level is. And again, then we're talking also about the moisture level so that as we go out and work the ground, uh, you're not getting turning up mud. Uh, and so that's really the first step. But at some point, it does cross over, and it's the calendar. So in other words, really when you're, when you're here at the end of March and you're in early April, you're looking at moisture of the soil, you're looking at soil temperature. At some point, though, again, that that flips as we get into late April, May, you start to say, geez, I can sacrifice some of those conditions. It's, it's maybe a little wetter than what I like to be out there. But the calendar says I got to be out there uh, and, and it's time because the more delay we are in the spring, a lot of times that can carry over to the fall. So at some point, the calendar plays a role. But when you talk about what we're what farmers plant, so let's say corn and soybeans, a lot of times those decisions are made in the fall of the year when they're still harvesting. Mm -hmm. They're purchasing their seed or pre-ordering their seed. Uh, There are discount programs. The seed companies want that uh, guarantee that they know how much seed they're going to be able to sell for for the next growing season. So they offer programs that encourage farmers to make their seed orders. Last fall is when they really started to make a commitment to that. Then the next step would be if we're going to plant corn, maybe we need a certain amount of fertilizer applied on these fields. So the commitments have been made generally since last fall of corn and soybeans. So let me ask another question. And maybe I'm asking something too basic here or or, or what, but I'm I'm figuring here if I don't know, that means probably other people don't know. Let's say we got 100 farms in Champaign County. I, I know that's probably not the number, but just for math, 100 farms. And, and 90 guys and gals get together and say, I'm going to with you with, by themselves say, I'm, I'm going to do corn. I'm going to do corn. Well, you know, we need more soybeans or, or vice versa. Are we talking to each other? How, how do we know what to grow? And if we t- grow too much of this, obviously that would affect prices, right? And vice versa. 
in East Central Illinois, generally farmers, in broad terms, now it may vary a little bit, but generally they plant a 50-50 mm-hmm. crop rotation. So that's 50% of their acres are corn, 50% are soybeans. And feed corn usually, right? Yeah, and, and feed corn. Yeah, we're, we're not talking popcorn. There's areas of the state that grow popcorn, and, and there's areas of the state that grow sweet corn. The, the corn generally here in East Central Illinois, Champaign County, is corn that's for feed, for ethanol, things like that, or, or into food food products, corn oil, things like that. So generally we're a 50-50 split. Now now some farmer may be 55-45 or 60-40. But really what um what really makes some of those decisions is uh, is the markets. So there are a number of farmers, a lot of farmers, all farmers take a look at the profitability of corn and soybeans based on the price that the market is offering and say, hey, you know, it looks like the market wants more soybeans because soybean prices are up. I'm going to grow more soybeans this year or slightly more soybeans this year because the market is indicating they need more because the price is higher. So I'm going to grow more soybeans. And so then they can use forward contracting. In other words, they could sell what they're going to grow this fall. They could sell that now Mm -hmm. and sell ahead and potentially get a better price is what you hope. In my best Orion Samuelson voice here, May corn up two cents today at 5.53 and a quarter a bushel. May soybeans gain nine and a half at 14.32 and three quarters. How does that set with you? Well, I mean, obviously, we, we always want to hear that, that uh, prices are up, right? Yeah. That they're in the green. Uh, so uh, right now, commodity prices for specifically corn and soybeans are substantially better than what we saw last August. Last August, last summer, uh, not just because of COVID. COVID probably played a role it did nationwide or worldwide. But if you talk to farmers last summer, boy, there was not a lot of optimism. Um, We were, while it looked like yields were going to be good, and they ended up being good, uh, prices were not that good. And guys, you know, were doing the math and saying, you know, if we get here on our bushels per acre, uh, it's going to be below the cost of production. I'm going to lose money, right? Uh, however, August kind of came around, and all of a sudden, uh, things kind of turned. And what turned? Well, one is China started to buy again, uh, and that was part of the administration's agreement with China, their phase one agreement. They started to buy and have continued to buy. COVID has kind of turned around and, and demand has grown, uh, whether that be for livestock worldwide uh, and things like that. We actually saw a decrease in meat consumption last year because of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. People were not eating a steak out at a restaurant. Uh, they were maybe grilling at their house. Uh, so we saw some changes there, but we've really started to see a turnaround. And, and don't forget ethanol and the miles driven uh, that people saw with their cars last year was down dramatically. So that meant the demand for ethanol was down as well. So that was another usage that was impacted by COVID. So prices are better. We're, uh, guys are a lot happier than they were last summer. Uh, and so now the next step is getting this year's crop in the ground. Prices, when they go up, that's good for the farmer. Is it good for the consumer? You know, it, at times it does. There's not always a direct correlation sure. of, of higher prices for farmers means higher food prices. That's not all. It doesn't work necessarily that way always. Uh, it can. Uh, we can see some some changes in uh, meat prices and things like that, but it's not always guaranteed to be a direct correlation. No. Well, good. And I'm always happy to have 
the prices go up then for the farmers. That's right. And so <laughs> that always makes for a I lot mean, happier people. Yeah, and it's good for us. It's good for our county. It's good for the region whenever, whenever that happens. Sure, for so. sure. All right, well, this has been the education of Scott Beatty in the world of <laughs> agricultural economics. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things here that we could have gotten to, but I do not want to uh, let our time go away without um, making sure that you mention safety out there with the machinery and the farmers getting back in the fields. Absolutely. So we're here the late March here, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, two, three weeks, you'll really start to see some, some farm equipment out in the fields. Uh, you'll start to see sprayers, things like that, uh, trying to kill some of the weeds that kind of overwintered. It's really about slowing down. Um, they're trying to do their job of getting from field to field. And I think agriculture understands you're trying to, when you're behind them in a car, your your van, whatever, you're trying to get to your place that's important to you. So it is a two-way street that, that both sides have to understand. But, but just remember, when you get behind that farm equipment, you're going about 20 miles an hour max, uh, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but you're really driving pretty slow. Uh, be thinking about when those pieces of equipment make turns into field entrances. A lot of times there's not a mailbox there. It, it may look like a grassy ditch, and you're like, where are they turning in at? There's nothing to turn there. But in reality, there's a field entrance there. And the last thing is, is, is if you do get behind them and you're wanting to pass, remember, you're only going 20 miles an hour, so you need additional time to speed up to get around that piece of equipment that's a lot longer than a typical car. It's, it may be 20, 30 feet longer uh, in some cases, and so there's a lot of more variables that you have to consider when you're passing a, a piece of farm equipment. May seem like a throwaway comment what Brad just told us, but somebody's going to make a better decision out there today or this week and prevent an injury or even something worse. So I really appreciate you mentioning that. No problem, Scott. Brad Yukin from the Champaign County Farm Bureau. Life will continue to be hustling and bustling with agriculture, so we'll do it again next month. Hey, look forward to it. Thanks much. It's 4.33. We'll check news in a moment.